Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. The following podcast is not real. But it is really sponsored by Maxistentialism, a monthly zine about philosophy, design, humor, and social insects, available for $3 a month. You can subscribe at maxistentialism.com. Hello from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, first of all, you should really go back to the beginning and start there. But if not, this is what's going on. A few months ago, I fell through a dimensional uh, hole behind uh, Burger King into the magical land of Foon. Luckily, I have my podcasting equipment and I'm getting a slight Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the portal, I can only imagine. And so I'm hosting a weekly podcast, kind of sharing the things I'm learning about this, you know, amazing magical land. Uh, as always, I am joined by my buddies here in Foon. Usador, the wizard. I am Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakis. The elves know me as Fiang Yalak, the dwarves know me as Zodanug Stanges, and I am known in the northeast as Gaswainus Maestar. And there may be other secret names of mine that you do not and I'll throw it to Chunt. Chunt here. You know, I've been to the Great Halls of Tarakas. They really? should be called the OK Halls of Tarakas. How dare you, sir? They've just gotten old. They're crumbly. Yeah, they're, but they're, they're filled with the great libraries of Tarakas. And, uh, I feel like it was like 40,000 copies of the same type of book. Uh, and, uh, spells. Uh, spells 2. Spells and Spells 101. Uh, uh, but to the trained eye, there's so much to go through. And then to become a champion of the Halls of Tarakas is a great honor. One must. How survive. do you become what? a champion of the Great Halls of Tarakas? Well. 
you must uh, prove yourself in battle. Magical battle. Ooh. Oh, magical have you battle. ever been in magical battle, Usador? Well, of course. That's how I became a champion of the Great Halls of Tarakas. Oh. It's right there in my name. Tell us about your battle day. Oh, well, you see, I spent a week preparing. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I went through all the scrolls uh, that I could find in the libraries of Tarakas. And I, I learned every spell that I could cram into my head. How does that work? Like, you look at the scroll and then you just kind of memorize it? Is that how it works? Well, you must be able to read the runes and understand them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you couldn't simply look at them and take them in and repeat what they say and expect magical things to happen. You must be able to interpret them. You must understand that the very... Source of my power is light and shadow, and that I use the stuff of shadows to create my magical wonders. Mm, uh-huh. I hate to put you on the spot. Would no, you no. mind? Because I really enjoyed it. Would you mind making another tiny horse? Oh, sure. Maybe with I, like a little top hat. Uh, with a little top hat, and make him walk on two legs. And, like, I mean, that would be fun for tonight, right? This yeah, is a fun absolutely. Boys night. Yeah, boys' exactly. night. Yeah, it's probably worth mentioning that. Well, first of all, for new listeners, Chunt is a talking badger. I'm a shapeshifter. Yeah, it's a little more complicated, but essentially you're a talking badger. For now. Yeah. And uh, this week, we don't have any guests, which I am taking as a positive. It's just a time for us buds to catch up. Ghost stories. No, yes. Yeah. Yes, I have many ghost stories. Yeah, things have been a little slow at the Vermilion Minotaur since last week. Uh, well, Krom ever since Bar- Krom destroyed. Yeah, the, yeah, Krom destroyed some stuff, killed a few people, had to be driven out of Hog's face. Luckily, all of the unwed mothers escaped unharmed. Yes, that is great. That is great uh, news. Some of their children died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if any listeners at home are keeping a tally of how many But now they're children. just maidens again. Now they're, they're just they're unwed. Just they're Instead of unwed market. mothers, they're just unwed. So yes. many references to child death. On the, and it's a little upsetting. I'm a new father. You, so uh, what, happens okay. to, what happens in your world? I mean, it happens, but just people avoid talking about it. That seems weird. Why? Because it's upsetting. It's like the most upsetting thing. Everything dies. Yeah, that's true. A lot of things die here in food, and then yeah, they a lot come of back things. to life, and that's why there are so many ghost stories. Yeah. yeah. So, Chunt, yep. uh, speaking of ghost stories, I kind of want to learn a little bit more about My dad. about your dad, yeah, who's a hunger ghost, right? He is a hunger ghost, yeah. So, how did you, and your mother remind me? She's a manticore. A manticore. What is a manticore again? Uh, a manticore, I mean, it, it can be, there's a few different types of manticore, but uh, my mom is a, uh, she has a lion's head, uh-huh. a scorpion's body, Wow. dragon wings. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's hard you're to imagine. You're making you're scrunching up your face. I'm trying to really Have you met my mom? It. I have not. I've okay, never... Well, she's beautiful. I'm sure she is. I feel like I'm starting to understand you a little bit better, knowing that that's what your mother is. Like, the fact that you change into different animals after having sex with them. Yeah, it, do, you, do you think I just did that for fun? It's hereditary. Oh, so What's you get that from the manticore. Well, like from when a hunger ghost has sex with a manticore. It's specifically a combination of a hunger ghost and a manticore, which is... Unbelievably rare. Yeah, it sounds like it. Because usually hungry ghosts, they can't be bothered with sexual activity. They're just so they're they're so hungry. They're so hungry. They just walk the you know they walk the plains of food looking for sustenance. So explain a hunger ghost again. I mean, it's in the title. It's someone who dies while hungry. Okay. So is what, that hard to grasp? What was your father before he was a hunger ghost? He was hungry. <laughs> and, okay. And then he died and became a hunger ghost. Read, okay. but before that, like what? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know much about his life before he was a hunger ghost? He doesn't talk about it a ton. He's usually, I mean, he'll start to talk and then he's like, what's for dinner? And it's like, well, yeah. you know. Is, is he still with us? 
<laughs> he's dead. I mean, he's a ghost. I bet the ghost hasn't been exercised. No, he's. I mean, the ghost still walks the earth. Yeah. I mean, I, I only see him once every, uh, maybe once every two or three blunders, mm. just because he, he has to literally walk around Foon just in a constant search. Right, so right. I only run into him every once in a while. He'll stay at my place. And, and your uh, mother? You still see your mother? She's still around. She lives in a cave uh, down south. Yeah. She'll send me, you know, she'll send me some packages, send me some uh, sweaters or, you know. So is it tough being raised by a hunger ghost and a manticore? Or were they, I'm sorry, this is maybe a little personal. Were they still together while you were? They're not. They're divorced. Um, They're divorced. So it was kind of a, it was hard. But they were married. They were married. It's kind of impressive that they were able to even, you know. Get that going very briefly, but it's uh, it was hard growing up in like sort of a split split home and um, just being at school and people being like, hey, fucking shapeshifter, like shapeshifters go home, and it's like that's not right, right. or like when's your mom coming to you know eat me, and it's like what? you know tell your mom to eat me, and I'm like she'll literally yeah. Each year. Oh, that's right. You did tell me they were married. You told me that uh, uh, your father hilariously uh, ate all of the cake. Mm hmm. That was what how he died. Story. That was how he died. Nice. Yes. Oh, yes. wait. So he So he died. <laughs> what can't you grasp? Seems simple enough. So your father was a normal person, uh, a hungry person. He was hungry. hungry. Person. He got married. He got married because he was like, person. he's like, I'll marry someone who can cook for me because my mom's an amazing cook. Yeah. Her her spiced yes. potatoes, I mean, rival the Vermilion Moon. Well, well is that really? Yes, well, I mean, I'm partial, but uh-huh. he the wanted he wanted to marry someone guy. who could cook for him, you know, on a regular on the rig, and um, he was so excited. They got married, and then they brought out the wedding cake, and it was just like he lost his mind. He's like, "Oh my god, here we go!" And he ate it, and he he ate himself to death. So they were married for just a few hours. Yeah. But they made the relationship work. For those for that, few hours. For those yeah. few hours. Yeah. They consummated the marriage. Mm-hmm. And you on were the created. Dance floor. Mm-hmm. On, <laughs> on the dance floor. That's how you do it. That's how. So our In Foon, when you have to prove your love for one another. So you have, you know, coitus in front of the, the party. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that just to prove that it happens? That's what I just said. Yes. To prove your love. Sometimes I feel like you don't listen to me. Now, there's something I would like to unpack from the, the that recent ex- exchange. You mentioned that you didn't like the spiced potatoes here, Arnold. I don't like the spiced potatoes here. And that's fine. It's secrets. It's boys' night. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is, All the secrets as, come out. Well, what do you like? Otak surely must make something that you enjoy. There's no, wonderful food here. The roost don't like the rooster feet. It's just a little too weird for me. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, that I understand. That's a quiet taste. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the spiced potatoes, I mean, in my world with potatoes, you bake them or you mash them you do any kind of things here it's just a potato i don't even think it's washed and no. then it's just rubbed, no. just rubbed in spice oh and delicious then you just, just take a big bite the hard of it. crunch of a spicy potato <laughs> it's it's just not i guess it's just not my thing since we're sort of telling secrets can i play something can i come clean can you complain? Can I come clean? come clean? Come clean. Do you listen to me? What's that? When you first moved in with Ugh. me, I was you were gone, and I was sort of going through your stuff, and you know, I was on your laptop and stuff. Uh-huh. I found something in your jeans Ooh. that you left. It's a Snickers, and I ate it, and it was maybe the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, it was. I had a candy Snick- bar. Snickers? A Snickers. It's a candy bar uh, from my world, and I. What, uh, what does that mean? Well, it's. Just, I mean, I know what candy is, but yeah, it's just how, like do you, a, how do you make a bar of candy? It's just a candy in the shape of a bar. It's like a. Oh. It's like it's like turd shaped, which doesn't. Make <laughs> it really was. It really, really was. And at first, I was like, I was like, I, I'm like, Arnie, 
pooped and it was so embarrassed he put it in his pocket like he hid it in his pocket and I was yeah, like I pooped and I wasn't in surprised. a wrapper how do you know what it was called because on the wrapper it said Snickers, but it was like half it was like peeled back so you you bought this piece of turd candy and then you wrapped it up and wrote a name on it no do you name all your turds Boys night, secret time, ghost stories. I'm very confused by this. All right, you know what? Okay, I'm going to answer all these questions as quickly as I can. Uh, I did not write anything on it. You buy it. You buy (laughs) You buy it. (laughs) Come on. You buy the candy. It comes pre-wrapped with it written on it. I do not name all of my turds. Four. But... As a promise to you on Boys Night, Boys Night, I will name all of my turds uh, for the, for the next Boys Night. Mm, shunt, please. <laughs> Shunts up with that. Oh, guys, something new let's, I've been let's, saying. Let's, you know what? Let's get drunk. Yeah. You know what? I mean, I know we drink here. We probably drink a little too often. We're always hanging out in this tavern, but we never really like kind of just let loose and really just drink. You're not well, drunk. Usador got drunk that one time. Yeah, I'm always drunk. <laughs> That's how else do you deal with the pain of life? I'm s- that makes you- a lot of sense. I'm so sorry. Did you make the tiny horse? Did it run off? Oh, I'm sorry. I totally forgot. We got sidetracked. We started talking about Tarakas. Just a tiny horse. And then we started talking about. Yeah, candy. make the tiny horse. Oh, it stands, yes. on, stands on two legs. Hey. Wears a top hat and kind of shimmies. Like, two legs? Yeah, well, have him walk on two legs, yes. but like strut with a little tiny top hat and he keeps. Strut. He okay, just well, this is a little different than what I did before, so uh, <laughs> give me a moment here to. Biani fuck trombile There you are. No. Oh. Wait, now make the hat. Oh, yes. Uh, bing. <laughs> Maybe give him a monocle. Oh. Zip. Oh, that is adorable. Will you have hey. him hold the snikers? Uh, I don't know what they look like. Uh, no, make him hold a turd. Uh, uh, oh, don't make him hold a turd. <laughs> oh, there's guys. There's some fucking. <laughs> he's eating it. He's eating it. <laughs> what a stupid little horse. <laughs> guys, night. Ah. There's a turd on their table. <laughs> Anything can happen. It guys, uh, night. Oh, oh wonderful. Why? Uh, what a, what this a, is fun. That's oh. uh, that is truly. I feel like literally moment. anything goes right now. Yes. There's something that's been troubling me. Sure. Many of your uh, uh, listeners who write in to us uh, through these, um, I don't know, the channels, they often are skeptical of my abilities and my uh, my magical powers. Uh, So I wanted to teach everyone one magical spell. Oh. Can we do it too? Yes, of course. We're all going to learn this spell together. I wonder if the spell will work on Earth. I assume so. Okay, well, let's not dwell on it. Right. Uh, so uh, I'm going to teach you Illuminate. Ooh. Do okay. we need anything? Do we need... No, it's just, no? just okay. yourselves. It's a very simple spell. It's, it's one that is uh, learned through words, but you must concentrate and focus on the energies around you. If you find yourself in a darkened place, it's a very simple beginner's spell. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you cast Illuminate, and uh, uh, magical light fills the room. Uh, uh, so, um, Here, let me... I'm going to blow out the candles here. Yeah, perfect. All right. Now repeat after me. Gayleave. Gayleave. Lichten. Lichten. Kammer. Kammer. Gayleave. Lichten. Kammer. So now this time say Gayleave, Lichten, Kammer. But really focus. Gayleave, Lichten. Wait, did you say... Oh, no. Junt entered the wizard state. 
I've never seen I think he just said candle on the wind. Crunch time. He definitely said crunch time. He knows the pressure is on. Are you all right? What happened? You went into the wizard state. Whoa! Well, you're a shape changer. You have magical abilities. It's not impossible that you uh, you could become a magician in time. That's amazing. Did I look, never... look cool doing it? You, I mean, you look just like Usador. Just you? say I look cool. Okay, you looked cool. Yes. Boys night. Boys <laughs> night. Boys night. <laughs> Let's get some more mead. Uh, first, let me uh, turn the lights back on here. Gaily licked in color. Oh, Whoa, that's how it's done. Yes, that's yeah. how it's done. Barkeep. Uh, some more drinks for me and my friends. An ale for me and uh, Arnold. What are you? What are, what are you drinking? I'll have, I guess I'll have a mead. Mead for Arnold and uh, uh, Chunt. Uh, give me uh, a mead with a little splash of uh, raspberry. Uh, a regular mead, a mead with raspberry and an ale. Oh, something for the tiny horse, please. Oh, something for the tiny horse. Uh, a mint liqueur. To wash down his shit. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's oh. got to taste terrible. Oh. Boys night. Boys oh. night. <laughs> Look at him try to sit on his little top hat. Oh, that's uh, not where it goes. It's supposed yeah. to go on your head, yeah, horse. Well, he's not very smart. So, Usador, tell me, I've been wondering for a while. Like, we learned a little bit about how you came into existence that you just appeared. No, that's you, the way all wizards come into the world. You just were born... Fully formed, like, right? That's right. Did you look the same age? Like, have you aged since then, or did you? Are you like fully old man with old man beard? No, I, I look exactly the same as I always have. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, I'm fully formed as I am now. Did you have a full vocabulary when you? Well, yes. Well, you see, a uh, wizard. There are many magicians and mages and conjurers in the world. Uh, uh, one can learn magic, but a wizard. A wizard is a force of nature like the tornado or the tidal wave. Uh, We just simply exist when we need to exist. And I have existed here on this foon for lo these past three centuries. And I've spent this time fighting great battles, becoming a great champion of Tarakas. Yeah, did you ever say who you fought in the Great Halls of Tarakas? Oh, uh, well, I fought um, Telephys. Uh-huh. Telephys, uh the white. Uh-huh. It was a difficult battle for a blue wizard to fight a white wizard, uh, but I did manage to pull it off. You see, uh, as a master of light and shadow, I control the little bits of matter that form the shadows that you cast. And with that shadow, I was able to bind him and stop him from casting his spells after three long, hard hours of battle. And then... I turned him upside down and I shook him as hard as I could. Oh, yes. Passed right out. (laughs) That's great. That's the best I could do. When a wizard dies, and I feel so stupid for not knowing this, when a wizard dies, does it get brought back or is it just done? Each of the planes of Ephesius are are these mystical realms that are Mm. tied to a physical realm. Foon is tied to the 12th realm of Ephesius. So I am one of the wizards of Ephesius' 12th realm. And when I die, I shall return to Ephesius as another spirit or what you may call a uh, deity of sorts, a demigod. Uh, And uh, then... uh, Seems like a... Seems like a bit much. Like a god? Like you're telling us that you're a god. I said demigod. This is from a guy who eats shit from his pocket. (laughs) Fair enough. You got it. Hold on. Guys night! Boys night. Guys night. But hey, you know what? But Chen, how much of my stuff did you go through when I lived with you? I hope all of it. 
Oh. I, you're bringing a stranger into your home. I think you would go through his things. Yeah. Got on your computer, looked around a little bit. That's why I can't. I feel like my computer is really messed up. I, I wasn't found, sure if it was just the fact that the Wi-Fi and the Burger Kings, the firewall. But I think that you probably just you messed up all my tabs, first of all. like, Can I, since, again, we're sharing secrets, can I share some another secret sure. well, about what I found on Arnie's computer, Usador? Yes, I would love to know. I found out this whole time on Earth... There is a kingdom. There is. It's called Daisnai, and it's a magical kingdom that exists that people go to and they pay money. Ooh. What's it called? Daisnai. 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 Oh, the magic kingdom. Disney. You said that there was no magical realms in your land. Well, no, there is. I mean, it's like a fake magical realm. It's like a place where you go and pretend that there's magic. Why would you go and pretend that there is magic? Yeah, don't you guys pretend things here? No. Uh, Don't you have, like, a, to escape this reality, you're just like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if I... Yes, I drink. <laughs> well, we do that in my world as well, but, you know, until you're old enough to drink, you have all these, you know, f- magical... How old do you have to be to drink? You have to, I mean, legally, you have to be 21 years old. What? I know. M- many, I would say the majority of people in Foon die before they're 21 years of old. Of alcohol I thought poisoning. we didn't talk about the death of children. <laughs> okay. Sorry, you're right. Okay. I think you're full of lies. Uh, but I do think I'm beginning to understand. You're saying that this this place is some great fiction. Yes. As if a, a, a theatrical troupe had come through down to put on some dumb show. Yeah, it's basically as if uh, people got together, made up like a fake story, and uh, shared it and were pretending that it was real. And they're like, oh, obviously this is real, but it's not. I can see how that might be quite enjoyable. Sure. I mean, it Would is you very... take us there? I mean, that's the... If there is any magic in my world, if there is any Disney magic, it is that it just makes people want to go there. I would love to take you guys, but I don't. I don't. I can't get myself back to Earth, let alone figure out how to get you guys. Yeah, yeah I, that, that brings up another good point. Uh, when I was uh, looking around the, through the the stacks of Tarakas in the library, I I, I I came across a a spell that everyone laughed at me for learning, but it has come in quite handy to Arnold here. Minuscule lightning. I learned the spell of minuscule lightning. I've used it to power your devices. Oh, yeah, yeah. Minuscule lightning has been very helpful. That's why my laptop is still recharged. Although I've been noticing the power has been lessening more quickly. Like, I feel like the minuscule lightning is charging it, but also weakening the battery. I feel like it's going to destroy it. Oh, well, then I guess you want him to stop? No, I'm... Boys night. Boys night. Boys night. All right, guys. You know what? Let's take... Uh, let's go get some more drinks. This time it's on me because I'm making a little bit of coin from our sponsorship from the Vermilion uh, Minotaur. So next round's on me. Can I... Uh, did you ever notice that the in Foon, the bigger the coins, the more they're worth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, I, Classic chunts. Classic chunt. Chunts up with that. All right. We're going to take a quick break and hear a few words from our sponsor, Otak Barleyfoot, the owner of the Vermilion Minotaur. Come to the Vermilion Minotaur, um, where for every uh, pint of mead you drink... Um, I could use a pint of mead. All right, easy, Fian Yellick. Uh, for every pint of mead you drink, uh, free rumor. Free on the house, free rumor. I would like one pint of mead. Are you going to pay this time? You know I'm good for it. The Vermilion Minotaur, right on the edge of McShingleshane Forest. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. All right, and we're back. Uh, you know what? Before, uh, Chun, you said you wanted to do ghost stories. Maybe we should, you know, it's, it's boys' night. Let's... Uh, Turn some of these candles down, you know, sip on our drinks and tell some ghost stories. I'd here's love to hear some. Here's what we'll do. Whoever's telling a story, you use the illumination spell in front of your space to make it as spooky as possible. Okay. Okay. All right. You, uh, I don't want to go first, though. Because <laughs> uh, you can't remember the spell? I can't remember the spell. I'll go first. I, immediately, I feel like I was forgetting it as I learned it. Gave Lichtenkammer. Once upon a time, there was a man and a woman who lived... In a beautiful cabin in the woods. Mm. It seemed like they would live together happily forever. And before too long, a baby was born unto the woman. Mm. And after a terrible blunder, that child... The season blunder. Didn't... Yes, the Sorry. season blunder. Shouldn't oh, interrupt. Sh- I shouldn't. This is a ghost story. Sorry. Boys night. <laughs> Boys night. Boys night. After a terrible blunder, the child was lost. So dark in the wood, the woman thought the man was watching the child, and the man thought the woman was watching the child, and it wandered off into the forest to be devoured by lions. Yes, those lions of the forest that do harass the people of the southwest part of Foon. The man and the woman were terribly, terribly upset. Yeah, I can only imagine. So sad over the loss of their child. This dead child in their life. (laughs) Oh, no. Just then, a scraping at the door. Oh, boys' night. They run to the door and open it, but there's nothing there. A scraping at the back door. The woman ran to it, but there was nothing there. Hmm. They go to bed. They hear a scraping at the window. And a wee little... Wee, wee, wee... They throw open the window, but there's nothing there. The next morning, they go outside. There are prints where small feet have been coming up to the doors and the windows, clearly tearing up the ground, trying to get in. For the next six nights, 
Something tries to get in, but they can't find them. It can't make its purchase into the little cabin. And then, on the seventh night... The woman says, don't answer it. Not this time. Leave it shut. Scraping at the window, scraping at the other door, crying at the other window, crying at the other door, all night getting louder and louder. Scrape, 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 scrape. The next morning, they woke up, opened the door, and there were 12 dead children outside of the house. Oh, no, 12. Trying to get in desperately oh. all night long. Boys' oh. night. Boys' night. That was awful. They didn't discover any of the dead children the nights before? They just... Well, no, it was a ghost before, but then real children showed up no. and tried to get in. Wow, that had a real internal logic to it. That I thought it was great. That was Thank a great. You. That was a great ghost story. Thank you. It was a little long. It was like a Verterolex email a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so... There's a semen a Oh, thank you. Uh, so, oh, that's great. Chunt, do you have a ghost story? Yeah, what was, what was Galen Lichten? Galev Lichten Kammer. Galev Lichten Kammer. So here, here's my ghost oh, story. Oh, nicely done. Thank oh, you. Wow, yeah. Does my face look Magic. glowing. Yeah. Is it spooky? I'm not going to be able to do that. So here's, here's my ghost story. Uh, one time when I was like three, my dad came home <laughs> and he was like, what is, what is all this in the lawn? I was like, what are you talking about, puppy? And he said, why are there acorns scattered around the lawn? And I was like, because at the time I was a squirrel. And I was like, well, puppy, I, I'm, you know, just having fun. I'm learning uh-huh. what squirrels do. Because every time I become an animal, I have to sort of learn what that animal does. I have to go through the, that whole learning curve, the growing pains, as you would. Is some of it instinctual, though? A lot of it is instinctual, and that's how I do learn. But it is something I have to tinker around mm-hmm. with. My dad was like so weirdly mad, and I was like, "Dad, like, just sit down and relax." And I, I made him some. Uh, I just I made him like some pork shoulder, which was great, and some mm-hmm. potatoes and stuff. Uh, and he was uh, he was so hungry. Yeah, and he, he ate it so guys. quickly, and it was so thankful. And then you know, a few hours later, he's hungry again. It was just like the best. It was just like the best little time with my dad. Yeah, that's, that's like my ghost story. Good. There's a good story. Terrifying. Yeah, Did I do that right? No, I mean, that's technically, that is a ghost story. Absolutely. Was it boys night worthy? Boys, n- boys, boys night. night. Boys night. Boys night. Uh, Tara's Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm going to try. I don't, now, I don't have any intrinsic magic, so mine's probably not going to illuminate. Yes, so. obviously. Uh, all right. Uh, Gaylord Licking Dauber. <laughs> Gaylord Licking Common. All right. Thank you. Ooh, okay. So, once upon a time... In a world much like this, but different, there was a family. Wait, how can a world be much like this, but different? <laughs> Just go with it. Boys night. Boys night. There was a family, and they moved into a new home. And they were enjoying this home very much. And then one day, the mother discovered that the chairs in the kitchen started moving on their own. And at first it seemed like a fun game to her. She would place the chairs in the kitchen, and they would fly to the other side of the kitchen. Ooh. She And she even set her daughter down, and her daughter would fly across the kitchen. Oh, be with your chairs. When the father came home from his job of selling homes much like this home, he saw it, and they all thought it was a game. But slowly over time, weirder and weirder things started happening in this house. And then one night, all hell broke loose. 
lights started shining from the daughter's closet, and the daughter was sucked into the closet and disappeared. What? The family could not find the daughter. And she started speaking to them out of the television. It's like a box. What? Out of a box? Out of like just a... How can she be gone but be inside a box? That's the thing. How can she be gone but also inside the box? That's what I'm asking. Boys night. And they they were worried. So they brought in some experts. And the experts used a lot of equipment to try to measure if there was anything supernatural going on inside the house. And they said that there was. One of the guys went to the kitchen to get some fried chicken and started to pull <laughs> the flesh off of his face. There's a lot going on in this it's, story. Yeah, but it's, it's good. Busy this story. is one of the best ghost stories from right. my world. Uh-huh. Oh, so this is a well-known ghost this story. This is a well-known ghost oh, story. Oh, I thought you were making one up. No, it's a really well-known ghost story. So well-known that it, it's probably being retold this summer in my world. So then a small, a very small woman comes to help. And she says, there's a dog. Was it a goblin? It was not a goblin. It was just a small woman with like tall hair. And she said, there's a dark presence in this house. It holds her close to it and says things only a child would understand. And and um, she's there to help. Blah, blah, blah. They they tie a rope around the husband. He jumps into the closet and he grabs the. Uh, maybe it was the wife. And, tell it, and the voice. You got and, real. And tell, maybe, you it got real the, maybe it was the wife. And she grabs the child and they fall through the floor into. But the child was in a box. Yeah, but she was also in the closet. She's in two places yes. at once. And, they, right. and then they are covered in, in goo and they're in the bathtub. And, uh, and they're like, oh, but luckily we got her back. Everything's solved. But then all, but then all hell breaks loose again, and uh, coffins start coming out of the pool, and they're like, "Oh, they moved the the tombstones, but not the bodies." And then they left, and the house disappeared. And they went to a hotel, and they moved the TV out of the room. <laughs> what is that? How it ends? That's, that's the end. That's the ghost story. When, so was a girl still were, inside the box? There were no dead children in that at all. No. That's what's great about it. Like, it seems like maybe there's going to be a dead child, but then there's not. The whole family's still together. Although in real life, that child did die. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, God. In fact, the, in fact. Wait, several, so this a is a real of, ghost story? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, no. Well, then, like, the girl died, and then the older girl actually died before her. It's pretty. Wow. Oh, well, that is terrifying. You should have started with that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. This is. Boys night. Boys night. Boys night. Guys, you know what? Let's keep boys night rolling, but we don't need to keep doing this podcast the whole time. You know, we can tell each other secrets and not worry about all the people on earth finding out about it. Like, just enjoy each other's company. They can know all of my secrets. I don't care about the people on earth. Well, you know, I basically, I podcast should probably only be so long. Wizards have two buttholes. Whoa. What? Yes, it's true. You I've can make two snikers. That. That's right. Double snikers. <laughs> is that a thing in your world? Double snikers? I mean, like a snikers on top of another snikers? I mean, I'm sure it's it happened. It should be. That'd be sounds, delicious. Sounds good. So wait, uh, I don't I don't know why I'm asking this. Yes. <laughs> you seem curious. When you said a, a snikers on top of a snikers, I just assumed that your two buttholes were side by side, but are they on top of each other? Like, what's the position? <laughs> or is like hey, Arnold? When you consider the crack of a dare, would would not it make more sense for them to be stacked one upon the other than rather than side by side? It does. It totally makes sense. Or one behind the other, like inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, technically, probably that's how. I mean, buttholes are a series of sphincters, so there is 
Every, I mean, I have two buttholes if you think about it that way. You're a wizard. I, I, I might be. Get, let's let's quick. You know, what, let's do this. Let's answer a couple emails and then, and then let's we'll end the podcast. Buttholes. And then we'll talk about buttholes all night. Oh, great, great. boys' night. Uh, I got a, an email here. This is from uh, Chun at gmail.com. That's Chun with six T's because the other ones were taken somehow. Uh, this is from Diane Peabody. She writes, Dear Chunt, my daughter really wants a zebra at her birthday party. Baby girl gets what she wants, but I can't seem to locate any good zebra renting services. Would you mind fucking a zebra and shooting me an email when you're done? Thanks. Uh, hey, Diane. Um, I, w- I mean, zebras are very attractive. I would love to become a zebra. So if I find one, I will definitely shoot you an email. Um, let me know if your daughter is, uh, you said it's a birthday party. Let me know if she's in a box um, or if she's just, if she's just around. Because um, she may be in a box or a closet, a, or, or a box or a and a closet yeah. at the same time. It's very yeah. confusing. Uh, okay, let's. I'll do this quick. You know, we've been actually. I'm so excited. We've started actually getting a lot of emails, even though our email address is magic tavern at puppies supplies. I think at first people didn't believe it was real. Luckily, we do now. I feel bad that we can't get to all of them. I'll try to get to more of them in future episodes. Has your wife emailed you yet? My wife. My wife has not emailed me yet. Um, Sarah, if you can hear me, email chunt at gmail.com and I will uh, pass along your message. Please do, Sarah. Or will- look into a mirror and say Usador three times. Is that how you contact Usador? It's one of the many ways you can contact oh, me. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's good to know. That's useful information. All you right, can I'll- also reach us on Twitter at Fingering a Bear. I'm sure that's already taken, but we'll try our best. Look it up and see what you find. You might not like it. Uh, okay. Here's an email from Todd. <laughs> Here's an email from Todd Goldman. Uh, the subject is, hi, Ernie at all. It's Arnie. Not Ernie. Uh, hey, love the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to report such important anthropological information about Foon. Thank you, Todd. Uh, I'm sure your wife is perfectly content in your absence, comforting herself with the knowledge that your name will soon be synonymous with that of Galileo, Columbus, Amerigo, Armstrong, and Bieber. Hmm? It's not where I don't want to explain Earth stuff to you guys. Uh, if you are concerned that she is not sufficiently comforted by your impending fame, please just announce her address on the podcast. Yeah, and I'll go over to comfort her myself. I don't, I don't like the sound yeah, of that. Yeah, Todd, come on. That really took a dark turn. Chunts up with that. Chunts up with that. All right. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of that email. But thank you for your email, Todd. But please leave my wife. But no, but no thank you. But no thank you. Please leave my wife alone. Buttholes night. Buttholes night. All right, guys. No, you know, I don't know. Let's not call it that. Let's. Boys night! All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we're going to turn the podcasting equipment off, and uh, I'll see you here next week at the Magic Tavern. Take a bow, little horse. Oh, he has two buttholes. Well, that was a sizzling bolt of entertainment. No one ever invites me to boys' night. But anyway, it's all not real, blah, blah, blah. Chunt the Badger was brought to life with another slapdash, hurried performance by Adel Rafai. Usador the Wizard was portrayed with some level of consistency by Matt Young. And Otak Barleyfoot was played with a sweet and subtle eroticism by Nick Bear. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Arnie Niekamp, Evan Jakova, and Ryan DeGiorgi. Edited by Ryan DeGiorgi. Music by Andy Poland. Special episode art by Ross Bryant. Follow Ross on Twitter at Ross Bryant.
Learn more about the show and see for yourself how it's not real because it's fake at hellofromthemagictavern.com or follow us on Twitter at Magic Tavern. Does Hello from the Magic Tavern have a Facebook page, you might ask? Quiet, I would say, before agreeing with you. All of this meticulous world-building was brought to you by the zine Maxistentialism via the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Subscribe to Maxistentialism at maxistentialism.com and learn more about the Chicago Podcast Co-op at chicagopodcastcoop.com. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.